Hello everybody and welcome to the Boundaryless Conversations podcast. My name is Tina Heikele. I'm co-host of the podcast together with Simone Cicero. Ciao, hello everybody. This is a special epilogue of season four and uh, we are here today uh, basically to wrap up uh, season four and to reflect a little bit on what we have learned this season and to look ahead on on what's next for the research in uh, in boundaryless so this is a special moment for me as well because i'm not going to co-host uh, the next season of the podcast Uh, so I'm sure that I will be back in, in some way uh, to the podcast in the future because this is a really privileged space to be able to talk to such amazing guests and explore really exciting uh, topics. But a heads up to the listeners that I will not be here for uh, the next season, uh, sadly. So I, I'm, I'm happy to be here though this, this evening and um, yeah, to chat with you, Simone, about uh, what's in the pipeline and, and what... Uh, Uh, listeners should check out during the summer break. Thank you so much. I mean, I'm sorry for the listeners that we're starting from this uh, big bummer of you not being with us next season, but I'm sure I'm going to be, um, you know, convincing you to join some special episodes. Uh, in the meantime, uh, instead, you want to get rid of me as easy as with Stina, because uh, I'm going to stick with you next year and uh, uh, with a uh, some news and uh, different co-hosts probably. So we're working on the concept and design of the next season uh, these very days. And uh, part of this um, work is also to sketch out what we can call a research compass. You can follow this episode more easily if you want by uh, going to our blog and check for blog post uh, that uh, mentions uh, research uh, compass and you will... Uh, Uh, you will also find the link in the show notes. Uh, so let's keep it uh, in mind. Uh, these are a bit like the, 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 the research questions that we have at Boundaryless. More generally, you know, everybody knows of the listeners, of, hopefully knows that Boundaryless is uh, the company that produced this podcast. And the mission of Boundaryless is to uh, reduce uh, the barriers to the future of organizing. That's uh, how we, we say. And uh, part of this work is really about... Uh, Um, exploring emerging patterns and you know envisioning how things can shift uh, in the short uh, in the short and long term. So certainly, uh, while uh, compiling this list of uh, research questions, we have been looking into the past year more or less that uh, has been uh, a year of research and working with customers, working with adopters of our open source models. I would say in general, what we see is that there are some changes and trends. Uh, that are kind of pushing the system and, and, and the system is shifting to what we call a building ecosystemically. So let's get there. Let's start first from the kind of drivers that we see. And, and certainly one of the key drivers of change that, that we have been uh, interested about uh, this year has been that the kind of... Uh, very scenic uh, um, debut of uh, AI on the uh, and LLMs on the scene of strategy. I think uh, we spent the last uh, six, uh, eight months wondering about uh, how much uh, AI has shown in terms of impacts, potentially impacts in terms of capabilities, in terms of uh, massive changes that can bring to the, to, the, to the landscape. And I think one of the most interesting angles we have been looking into 
AI has been that of uh, uh, correlating this with uh, the, the background uh, transformation, in general, the background trends that we see in the market around uh, modularity and composability in services and software. And uh, I think the impact that we are starting to foresee is how AI can really be the glue that uh, keeps together a future of uh, services and, and products, which is much more uh, personalized, much more in the hands of the users, much more plural, much more diverse. So if I look at the, the future of the internet after the uh, advent of, of LLMs and these powerful AIs, it's a much more personalized, much more uh, an internet made of services that users can uh, shape on their own needs. Yeah, and I think uh, what you have captured in this uh, reflection is really like, uh, uh, again, making these these tools more, let's say, accessible. They are becoming more and more accessible to, to everyone to to use. So it's opening up that new interface to uh, users, to customers, to actually be involved probably in new ways in uh, shaping products uh, and so on, if this is what, what, what you meant by that. And I think uh, if I look back on those uh, episodes where we talked about the tech trends and, uh, and AI specifically, you know, we had this uh, episode from Mark van Rinneman, who was talking about looking beyond the hype of a specific tool or something like that and really trying to look at the long-term trend and look what is happening in the longer term future and, and, and not sort of give up on just because one bust, let's say, in, in the market uh, with one specific tool is distracting us from what is going on underneath um, kind of thing. I think the interesting thing uh, uh, for me was that all this conversation really kind of uh, connected very easily with previous conversations that we had um, with uh, uh, some of our customers and many of our adopters around uh, really transforming their organizations in, in a way that uh, is much more network-centric, much more uh, unbundled in pieces. And it uh, uh, looks like, you know, AI is just uh, one of the manifestations of uh, these technological advancements that are really empowering small teams. And, and this was also the year, for example, that we have been witnessing um, Elon Musk uh, taking over Twitter and, you know, kind of getting rid of loss of the employees there. And uh, there is a lot of debate in general around, you know, the, this huge potential that small teams are, are starting to have. And what does it mean in terms of... Uh, the impacts that this can have on our organizations. And I think we, we, we discussed this with, uh, for example, with Casey Winters, when we spoke about how organizations are becoming increasingly product-centric and taking the shape of the product. We discussed this with Joe Justice, talking about uh, how, for example, Tesla embraces this modular approach. Uh, you know, we had countless episodes that are uh, kind of pointing out that uh, uh, the future of or organizing is much more, uh, much more granular, much more unit-based, uh, much more team-based. This is an exciting evolution because my impression is that uh, in this transition, uh, we're going to make space for teams to do what they 
what they want, what they what they feel is important, and it's kind of uh, hinting towards uh, finally getting rid of industrialism uh, and you know opening the space for a really new new approach to to organizing. Yeah, and I I, I think that also uh, thinking back to another episode with um, Thomas Davenport and Lax uh, Srinivasan on the idea that uh, AI would not replace entire jobs in many cases, at least, I mean, what the prediction is now, but more tasks, so part of a job. So it's it's even more, like you were mentioning, the unbundling of a job into tasks and, and some of which would be sort of replaced by machines and some would be uh, still, let's say, controlled or, or intervened on by humans. It's kind of being able to put apart and then put together uh an execution mode in different ways it also connects a lot with um so many great uh, um i would say fascinations and, and ideas that we are getting from uh, the world of web3 uh, as our listeners know that uh, you know blockchain enabled organizing smart contracts web3 all these topics have been very central to the to the conversations we had on the podcast this year but also in the past years uh, we spoke about uh, Deshi, for example, with uh, Jocelyn Perr. Uh, we spoke about uh, large-scale kind of cybernetic implementations of complex organizing uh, with uh, Michael Zargam. In one of the last uh, episodes, uh, we spoke with Justice Conder uh, about how smart contracts can be kind of a continuation of uh, uh, the automation um, a wave that you have been talking about, you know, powered by AI, but not only, but also powered by more you know, traditional DevOps practices, for example. And so we can really look into, I would say, uh, a future of organizing where we have this kind of bifurcation. And I'm going to, you know, pick on one of the key ideas shared, I think, uh, this year on the podcast, which is the idea of uh, trustware versus socialware that Chase Chapman brought in in the very first episode, where, where essentially she helped us to understand that uh, with the advent of these new technologies that uh, allow us to create these complete contracts, so these clearly defined rules that can self-execute, we can basically now have... Uh, a discussion about how we relate to each other, how we engage in the social aspect of work and producing value and interacting. But we can do it based on a very strong foundation of sharedly, uh, sorry, of uh, participatory uh, governed uh, infrastructures and, and shared spaces of, of production of value and work. Let's call it organizations. I don't know if this is the the right noun to use because we're talking about something different that is emerging and something that is really connecting our teams and our in, uh, us uh, as individuals at much broader, much more diverse and much uh, new, uh, I would say new ways that uh, who knows uh, what kind of changes can bring. I'm thinking of how, for example, uh, when we spoke with Geoff Morgan or Nafiz Ahmed, we have been talking about, you know, future of organizing as a much more uh, diverse thing. So as something we have to invent, not just something we have to uh, just replicate, uh, uh, you know, old patterns about. So, yeah, that makes me hopeful at, at the end of the day. In this very last episode that uh, is released as, at the same time as this epilogue with uh, our co-thinkers, uh, Lisa and Bill, recurring co-thinkers, uh, I would say, 
I had a feeling that we were talking again about this no more and not yet, right? that a concept uh, or like a framework that we were already talking about in 2020 when we were releasing the white paper. And the feeling is still a little bit that the scaffolding to build the bridge between the no more and the not yet is not uh, yet there. But it seems from these discussions that we have had with different players on Web3 and decentralized autonomous organizations and so on, it's quite a diverse field of actors, quite a diverse ecosystem, but everyone more or less is is building some kind of scaffolding forward to be able to to get to that new way of organizing, like you were mentioning. It's a, a question of patience, or I don't know, It's it's kind of do we even need to accelerate or should it be a moment where those experimentations are are taking place and we or or what what are what's the next step what what is the question you have there for for uh, understanding better that bridge building if you see what i mean well that's a big big question actually but we have lots of questions that the listeners that uh, are listening to the podcast now can head to our um, blog and find our uh, blog post where we have been talking about this research compass and explore a bit what we're talking about. But but certainly, I mean, probably if I have to answer to your question, I really see that uh, the gap is going to be bridged by um, our uh, audacity to experiment. Uh, I see a lot of convergence now. So p- pieces are coming together, basically. For example, if you think about AI enabling, you know, modular products to connect and then, uh, you know, modular products means, you know, let's extend modularity beyond the organization. So it starts to sound like, you know, let's make Web3 protocols. Uh, and then, you know, suddenly you think about, you know, okay, we're building uh, things differently. We need different organizing methods to run them. And then you, you think about nodes and you think about teams and you, and you think about, uh, uh, you know, self-autonomy uh, uh, in, in, in defining what's, what work is important for us. And then you suddenly think about, okay, we need to create uh, new organizations, new institutions uh, to make this work and, and so on. So everything sounds like it's connected. The background is is coming to the foreground so vehemently. And, and so what I feel is it's really up to us now to dare to imagine products beyond products, organizations beyond organizations, collaborations beyond collaborations. Yeah, and and I think uh, as we were talking with uh, Christian Bason from the Danish Design Center about the idea of design thinking but focusing on the thinking i mean it's not a question of focusing only on thinking we are definitely there's a lot of focus on doing right like you said experimentation and so on but the idea of questioning how we design is probably uh really surfacing at the moment uh because like you said it's a new there, there will be new ways of designing we have to kind of throw out the assumptions in the window somehow probably the actual role of, uh, of design and, and, and design itself looks lost to me in the last uh, few years. You know, there's a plenty of uh, uh, 
design leaders coming up and basically writing books uh, or talking about how much you know, how innovation is needed in design to make it work again, let's say, in this kind of crazy world and, and chaotic world we're living. But anyways, you know, let's not go too long because uh, uh, we can stay here talking about uh, these things forever. I just want to mention that uh, uh, Boundless will continue to research. Uh, we will continue to provide uh, uh, both uh, uh, very actionable tools, very practical tools you can use uh, to design your uh, strategies. If you aim, if you look to our blog, for example, this year we've been publishing a few blog posts talking about techniques and talking about macro problems of platform design. So if you're a platform designer, if, you, if you're launching a marketplace, a product, if you're thinking about getting to the market with a new platform proposition, really don't forget to look into our tools. And you know, possibly, if you, if you like, you can also ask for help. We, we provide uh, help to, to those that uh, uh, you know, uh, ask for it. Uh, at the same time, uh, we uh, also dare to uh, I, I would say push our research uh, to integrate uh, uh, the massive innovations that uh, uh, are needed and uh, that also brands, for example, or public institutions or organizations that, that normally work with us really cannot, um, cannot avoid to adopt or to uh, at least to, to test and experiment with because otherwise the risk is really to become irrelevant in a world that is uh, uh, changing so fast. Yeah, that's that's very clear. One thing I want to ask you before before moving on, one episode uh, in in the you know long list of episodes we have been recording, I think we are approaching 80 or something like that, maybe more if I'm not wrong, like 90. What's your uh, best episode that you want to suggest to our listeners? I know that there are so many, but you know, take five seconds, just pick one episode and you know, suggest this to everybody to just go and catch oh, up. Oh no. <laughs> I think I have to take two. <laughs> uh, because one that was really on um, my, one of my favorites this season was with the, uh, Christian Basin from the Danish Design Center. The other one is Barry O'Reilly on the residuality theory. This was ex extreme stretch for me to cognitively grasp um, what he was talking about. But uh, with those little breadcrumbs that I could fit into my understanding, uh, this was really something that really stretched uh, my mind. Thank you so much. So, well, thank you so much for, for this season, for all the four seasons. And I'm I'm sure that this is not a... Uh, goodbye in any case so from the podcast uh, because it's a very enjoyable space to be in very privileged space to be in and talk to all these amazing guests uh, so well would like to wish you and all the listeners a, a great summer break if that's uh, the part of the world where you are uh, in and so on uh, and uh, to catch up uh, later uh, Sina, it was a pleasure to have you co-host this for uh, more than 80, almost 90, maybe more, I don't remember, episodes. Uh, and uh, I'm really looking forward to have you back at some point uh, when you will miss uh, the Boundless Conversation Forecast too much, uh, or maybe for some uh, special guest uh, or, or special co-host episodes. So I'm, I'm, I'm counting on this. Are, are you in for that? Yeah, it would be a, a great pleasure, <laughs> of course. 
and uh, uh, to our listeners really thank you so much for, for your for your time listening to this uh, if you have uh, um, speaker suggestions if you want to uh, sponsor the podcast if you want to collaborate in any ways uh, we're probably going to open up these opportunities for next season so uh, reach out and in the meantime go back to the archive check all the uh, amazing episodes we have been publishing this year and the year before and uh, uh, since we started in 2020 and uh, I'm really looking forward to catch up uh, around the end of the summer with season 5 it will probably have more uh, thematic uh, verticals and uh, uh, will be probably a little bit more easy to understand what are our research questions uh, starting uh, uh, you know from this compass and uh, um, you know in the meantime as always uh, remember to think boundaryless.